Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton, with me as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this week, uh, this is another special one for me, this week we're looking at Disney's Goof Troop. Yeah, no, I remember this one coming around, it's slightly earlier than I thought it was, um, but that, um, that may be the difference between uh, airing in the US and the UK. Um, I remember it coming around, I remember seeing bits of it and going, yeah, it's okay, it's not that bad. Never really got into it. I think it came about over here. I was of an age where I was starting to be more interested in like football and stuff like that. I wasn't really that bothered about cartoons anymore. Um, I think we've talked about that before. Um, so I mean, I was I was aware of it, and it's never really been one that I sort of hark back to. And I know that it's that's it's a special one to you, and so you've you've mentioned it quite a few times before. Um, but coming into it, I didn't really have the baggage. So it was quite nice to sort of pick up something that I wasn't really that familiar with, and and run with it. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I've never really been a sporty person. Um, I would literally rather watch paint dry than watch a game of football. I genuinely would. Um, so so I never had that problem. Um, I, Goof Troop, though, kind of everything about it. Like, we, we've, we've had a few shows of its ilk now, and I'm sure we'll, we'll come on to talk about uh, what what the show actually is shortly but this kind of animated sitcom kind of feel um every time we've come up against one of these shows i've always kind of said yeah it's okay but it's not really for me and then i've drawn a comparison directly to goof troop and Hmm. this just seems to be the one for me that that hit home i really got into it um whereas some of the others as, as i said when we did rocco it was okay, but it never really resonated with me. Neither did Tasmania. I, I don't know what it... Well, I, I do now, looking back to it. I'm sure we'll get into the analysis of this a bit later on. But certainly at the time, I don't know why I would prefer one over the other. Um, but I, I was just drawn to Goof Troop. And, and in a way where I, I wasn't drawn to those other shows and, and would have said, oh, I don't really like those kind of dopey slapstick cartoons. Um, I just... I ate Goof Troop up. I loved the bloody thing. Um, <laughs> I think that's fair. I mean, I, I, sorry, I didn't really have the affinity with it. I mean, I remember it coming about, and it, it was, it was, if it was on, I'd watch it. So it wasn't the case of, oh, fuck Goofy, I'm going to turn, turn the TV off or go to the other channel. If it was on, I'd watch it, and it was entertaining enough. But I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head there quite early on, is that other things we've talked about, they've had that sort of sitcom feel to them. But they've also had something else. Like Rocco had that sort of anarchic edge to it. It wasn't quite a sitcom as you'd expect a sitcom to be. Um, Goof Troop was a Goof, Goof Troop could have been a live action sitcom. Absolutely. You could have taken Goofy out of it. You could have, you could have made it live action. It's about a single parent trying to raise his son. Has some mishaps. There's some clashes with him and the neighbours. But by and large, they're they're a, a, a semi functional, non traditional family unit. Yeah, you can, you can put that on TV now, and it would okay. Some of the slapstick would have to be dialed back, and I think some of the themes would be a little bit different. But you could put that on TV now, and it would still resonate. And it would still have, it would still work in the same way as a live action show. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've we've talked before when we've done uh, Ducktales and Rescue Rangers and things like that. We've talked about how um, Disney and and Warner Brothers to an extent, but certainly more so Disney, kind of approach their characters as actors. And they are actors playing a role. So yeah. Mickey Mouse can be uh, a wizard or a sorcerer or a cowboy or a pilot. Or Bob Cratchit or whatever. Or what, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Kind of, well, he's not really the exception to that. Goofy still does play some roles. But Goofy's kind of always Goofy. <laughs> yeah. He's the one trick pony. But, you know, he would just be casting different roles. But usually in his shorts, he would either be teaching you how to play sports or teaching you how to be a handyman or or whatever yeah. it would and be. by a large fucking it up. I, exactly. And, and this feels like kind of, in a way, it's the it's a natural extension of that. But it, it feels more like in a kind of weird fourth wall breaking way. It's like, if that's Goofy the actor in those shorts, then Hmm. this is Goofy the person. Kind of in the same way that, especially when we talk about sitcoms, you get that kind of heightened reality that you get with uh, a Seinfeld or an Everybody Loves Raymond or or something like that, where it's it's the person in a kind of exaggerated version of their life. 
Yeah, no, um, Home Improvement was the one that sprung to mind when we were Tim Allen. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That, that was the one. I think it's probably, I only got to watch uh, the first three episodes. Um, I dusted off the old Disney Life um, uh, subscription for a month. I've now exhausted all of my email addresses, getting three months of uh, Disney Life, um, including my two work email addresses. So that's not going to go over too well when they start spamming me. Um, but So I, I only got to watch the first couple to, uh, today. But yeah, that was kind of the um, that was kind of the impression I got. That was the the vibe I got was that sort of home improvement. Um, things kind of go you know, as as always in all sitcoms, things kind of go wrong, but to an sort an almost catastrophic effect. But then by the end, the um, and it's it, it was usually with Pete as well. Pete would be a big part of why it went wrong, but then he'd be instrumental in putting it back together because they'd be trying to teach the kids a lesson. Yeah, yeah, and and it is again home improvement. You get that thing there where obviously it was. Tim Allen's show and then you had Tim the two-man Taylor being kind of again that kind of heightened reality where yeah. you take the personality um and, and then put them in these situations with a kind of fictional family and yeah. and Goof Troop feels like that to me uh, especially watching it now I, I think I kind of got that as a kid as well I think that's kind of why I was drawn to it that there is definitely um a, a level of quality in in the writing there that comes from that that that's things like Rocco and and what have you didn't have because they relied more on this kind of anarchic style. Um, yeah, whereas this was far that. more grounded. It was like here is the character of Goofy, and if he never made the shorts and he wasn't famous, this is kind of what he would be doing. He would still be doing DIY because he always does DIY, and he he would have been involved disastrously in sports, which is actually a, a major plot point in the show. Um, yes. And, and so it, it does just kind of take that and, and run with it. And, it and it uses those again kind of heightened normality sitcom situations where everything gets absolutely blown out of all proportion to the level that the comedy comes from it so you know the, if the kids bunk off school it will obviously go wrong if they go yeah. on a camping trip it will go wrong if Goofy's going to do some DIY it will go wrong and then it will snowball out of control um, and it, it's a very traditional tried and tested sitcom format there's nothing yeah. unique or original about this it i it's just done really fucking well and it's done yeah. it's done with goofy who i mean look if you don't like goofy then what's wrong with you i mean yeah i mean goofy's one of the, goofy is probably the most endearing absolutely of the, of the original disney characters because it, because he gets things wrong and we all make mistakes we all get things wrong and it's kind of easy to, to identify and to empathize with him because now we all fuck things up now we only have to look at my efforts at diy to see that no i'm probably worse than goofy um but no it's, it's something that certainly as a child you can you, know, you can sort of see your father doing the same sort of thing he tries to do something and it goes wrong he tries to fix his skateboard and no he screws one wheel back on and the other three fall off it's the sort of thing you'd expect goofy to do but you can kind of think oh yeah that would probably happen to me as well and it's it's it, to me goofy was always much related like mickey mouse is now uber successful yeah. he's now he's everything works out for me everything comes up roses for mickey um donald kind of gets away with shit goofy flies by the seat of his pants and it yeah. comes right in the end yeah, there or thereabouts, but he has no idea how it happens, and that's kind. Of, that's probably the most realistic depiction I think you get of any of the characters is that shit happens and you just kind of roll with it, and eventually it'll work out the way it works out, right or wrong. That's how it's going to go. Definitely. And yeah, I mean, this. I mean, from the couple of episodes I saw of this um, lunchtime today, that's kind of how the, they've expanded. You know, they've expanded this character, you know, to give him a kid, which he, I think he had in some of the early shorts anyway, didn't he? Um, he had a he had redheaded kid who was a bit mischievous and a bit naughty. Kind of, yeah. Right? It wasn't it wasn't Max, but there was a, a no, it wasn't Max, but it, there was a kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's just it's, it kind of feels like that's the kind of road they've gone down. And so, well, we had this character, and we did some work with the movie, so let's play with that, let's expand on that, and give people something that they'll no, they want to watch. Because Rescue Rangers was no, okay, apart from the fact they're talking chipmunks and, and mice and shit. It was it wasn't set in in real life. Neither was DuckTales. Neither was Darkwing Duck. So having something that's so rooted and grounded, yeah, but obviously just animated and features Goofy for added effect, that's something that would have had a, or should have had a big, big draw for people. And I think from the reception, it did have a big draw. It was a big draw for people because people loved it. Yeah, I think 
there's definitely and part of this is the goofy effect i think you're right he's, he's certainly the most relatable of of the original fab five um if not one of the most relatable and loved cartoon characters ever i'd wager i mean i certainly know um as has been mentioned several times on on this podcast the circles i move in i am a dis nerd um everybody loves goofy like even if he's not your favorite character there's nobody that can say like for instance i can hands up straight away say i hate daisy duck she's a cunt um Oh, she's absolutely I, I dislike her entirely. <laughs> there is there is nobody going to say anything bad about Goofy. Uh, it, it, it just isn't. Everybody loves Goofy. Um, which maybe that's what they should have called the show. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't have the same ring maybe to it. Maybe Ray Romano had, uh, had yeah, yeah, on Yeah, maybe it. he did. Um, I forgot where I was going with that because I got sidetracked on a, on a Goofy Sorry. love fest. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I completely... I, I was going somewhere and... I've, it's gone. Yeah, I'll come back to you. It's gone. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah, I'll come back to you. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let you think while I just um, go through some details about the show in case people aren't familiar, um, which if you're not familiar, why you Oh, oh, reception. Don't, I've don't got it. it. I've got it. So you've, ah, yeah, you go. yeah. reception, public reception and stuff. Um, I think actually um, this is, out of all of those shows, out of all of the Disney afternoon shows, I think Goof Troop is the one initially that didn't do as well as the others um it, it didn't it didn't make an instant cultural impact in the way that say a, a ducktales or a rescue rangers did it was successful yeah. but not to the level that a ducktales or a rescue rangers was um but i feel like you know in kind of the same way you can get a film flop at the box office and then it finds its home on video when we were kids or, or dvd yeah. now and it grows into this just absolutely adored cult favorite and i feel like that's kind of the route that goof troop has gone down again certainly in the circles that i move anything relating to goof troop and max goof and power line especially is a thing just on merchandise sales alone now from from the goofy movie um it's really just it's come back around you know those of us that that watched it as kids we're now adults and we're looking for that nostalgia hit and we're showing it to our own children and i think goof troop is the one that's come out of that the strongest um there is still real genuine affection for this show oh yeah definitely i mean the fact that i mean they they did the goofy movie in what 95 and then given the fact that goofy had been off the air for about seven years at the time they then released released um an extremely goofy movie straight to straight to video so I mean the fact that they they saw fit to release a sequel for a spin for a spin off film from a show, I think that that kind of says it says it all that there was there was enough demand for it, there was enough love for it. No, there was no Rescue Rangers movie. There was no uh, no there was no, there was no original Rescue Rangers movie anyway. No, they had what they chopped they they serialized and made part of season two, but there was no cinematic release. There was no um, no there was no Rescue Rangers movie. No, well I mean that so, was the I mean, rescuers. No, <laughs> Well, yeah, but but you know there was there was no no there was no Chip and Dale movie there was no Ducktales movie as far as yep, I remember yep they were there's just Ducktales movie they were just Treasures of the Lost Lamb yeah oh yes of course there is sorry yeah I forgot about that um, but yeah you know the, the fact that they you know they went out to, they they spun off into a movie and then that spawned a sequel that no that should tell you how good this thing was yeah yeah absolutely and and not just the the movie and the sequel like even after it's gone off the air. The characters and the characters in their goof troop personas and setting then um, have reappeared several times yes. in, in other people's films as well. Um, I know there's certainly two Disney Christmas specials that I watch every year, um, yeah. and there are goof troop segments in them uh, with Max aging progressively yeah. with each one as well. Like in in canon now, Max is a young adult and, and has a girlfriend and everything, and it, they just yeah. follow that through. It's kind of never gone away, much in the same way that a sitcom wouldn't. If it were to get revived, you know, the, the characters would age and the kids would be grown up and the situations would change, but the characters would remain the same. You know, and you yeah, can keep right. doing that until one of them commits career suicide. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> mentioning no names. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and you know, that I mean, I um, I was looking at it earlier. So it talks about um, Mickey's uh, Once Upon a Christmas and Twice Upon a Christmas, That's, and um, they pop up now. Yeah. In, in um, I think in Once Upon a Christmas, Max it's it predates Goof Troop, but Max is young, right? 
and then in Twice Upon a Christmas, he's they they take on they also they move on from uh, a goofy movie or an extremely goofy movie where he is a young adult. Yeah, and he brings a girl home, um, and he's yeah. So I mean, yeah. they yeah they um, no they very much uh, ran with that. Um, I know not only that, um, obviously you had um, a goofy movie and an extremely goofy movie. Um, it popped up in House of Mouse. Um, they appeared in, um, Goofy and Pete also popped up in Bonkers and Raw Toonage as their Goof Troop characters, rather than oh, just as um, rather than uh, than Goofy and Pete. So, I mean, they they kept these characters going. For oh a yeah, while. definitely. Well, I mean, they they've always the thing is they've always been there. Obviously, Peg Lake Pete goes all the way back to Steamboat. Well, Wave. yeah, that, that's it. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'll I'll come on to sort of that in a second, but uh, like. The, the fact that they, they come back, they keep on re- reusing them in their Goose Troopers. This, the their... this is the thing. The characters have always been there, but I feel like now, um, certainly Pete is more often than not seen in his Goof Troop persona, and most of the time, so's Goofy, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'll, you'll see Goofy in his classic outfit now and again, but you'll still refer to, to Max. He's... They've kind of retrofitted this now, or retconned, if you like, this onto those characters. When you see them now, they are, yeah. you know, it it is the goofs from Goof Troop and and Pete rather than Pegleg Pete. Um, whereas, you know, yeah. on the other hand, to see Chip and Dale dressed as Rescue Rangers now, um, and I, I don't just mean in the parks here; I mean on merchandise and stuff as well. It's relatively rare. Chip and Dale are just plain old Chip and Dale most of the time. Uh, Hmm. So, yeah, and and even even Scrooge, you know, you tend to see him more as a as classic Scrooge than you do as the Ducktales iteration now. So yeah, but for some reason, Goof Troop is just endeared. Um, yeah, and it, it's bizarre. I think that it's possibly because it's the first time they really used Goofy in anything other than the shorts. Yeah, no, no, maybe. It's the first time they gave him something to run with. I mean, if you think of um, uh, Scrooge, they gave him Ebenezer Scrooge um, in Mickey's Christmas Carol. Um, no, they they used a lot of these characters before for big for other roles than 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 where they had them. Goofy was kind of just I don't want to say bit part player because that's disrespectful to the character, but he wasn't really used to his full potential. No, and I, th- I think that this this is probably the bit that catapulted that character to people who wouldn't who would have come to look no, had to look twice to realize he was actually there. And then I think that it's unfortunate that when you look at like the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse stuff now, they kind of use him in the same way. He's back to being a slapstick sidekick. sidekick. Yeah, and he's he's, he's not, the he's, same he's, in a lot of the new Mickey Mouse shorts as well. Um, yeah, but you know, it, it's like for this for this brief period here, he was like he was the MVP. Like, I yeah. I I genuinely think this is this is low key the best of those disney shows and i and i don't think i'm the only one that thinks that either so as, as i said it's it's really no. it, it's really found its home as it's got older i think and, and people really do remember it fondly and that's all on goofy it really is yeah yeah i think that's fair um yeah, and as I've, I've, as i say for me it sort of flew under the radar a bit because i was aware of it i wasn't really that bothered um, but now having gone back to it today and gone, actually, this is pr- because it's not so, it's not set in sort of such a, 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 a mad universe as the Rescue Rangers and DuckTales are. I enjoyed it far more than I did rewatching that. Yeah, I mean, I think the closest comparison you can you can draw with it in a in a weird way isn't so much those cartoons as it is a Flintstones or a Jetsons those those kind of yeah. really early animated sitcoms. Um, yeah, it's the it's the it's the quote unquote real life cartoons. Yeah. You know, it's and okay, you, you put a spin on it, but they're about a family unit and how they perform. Yes, their you know, their everyday lives. It's not about solving mysteries or you know, stopping people from robbing you or you know having a, a really bad air, uh, cargo airline thing. It no, it's just about real life, and I think that that probably I don't know as a as an adult with a family and all the rest, it probably resonates a lot more, and I can identify with a lot more of what's going on. Some, you know, some of the struggles he has, the fact that you know, he, and you know, within thirty seconds of the first episode opening, he gets some mail in it with a diploma, which lets him get a better job. So he goes, "Fuck it, we're moving back to wherever," and the upsticks and leave. And it's the sort of thing that you no, know, it's a sort of an adult decision that people have to make. That you no, know, they, they 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 do training, they try to improve their stations, so then they can they can move on, they can move up, or whatever else. 
and it's not the sort of thing you ever see you would ever see in kids cartoons no up until this no and, and even in that first episode as well when when goofy first decides that he's moving there is max does not want to leave school and does not want to leave his friends they don't dwell on it for too long but but that's in there initially and goofy has to convince him that oh, you'll make new friends and of course then he goes and meets pj but then there's a whole yeah. thing where pj's not allowed to play with max because he's a goof yeah get and you'll get the goof germs yeah which is again is another recurring gag from pete you'll get the goof germs all over you and you'll start saying yuck uh, yeah and your, your brain all shrink yeah. and all that sort of stuff yeah and and it's uh, but it's i say it's the sort of thing you could see in a live action sitcom but again it's the sort of thing that lots of kids have been through you know throughout not in their lives whereby you do move to entirely different towns you leave your friends behind you leave your normality behind and you go and start again and you do inevitably and make at least one friend that your parents tell you you're not supposed to hang around with i know i certainly had a few of those uh, well yeah i'm still well, here. yeah I'm sorry <laughs> just can't shake you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not the first to say that at least i didn't marry you yeah thankfully um, um yeah anyway um yeah, that's a weird term. Um, but yes, I mean, it's it's like, to me that this uh, this was a lot cleverer than I ever gave it credit for, and I've got to put my hands up to that. that I never know. I never really gave this a, a second a second glance, so or any sort of uh, any sort of credit. Yeah, and, and this is, you know, I, I know I've banged my drum about this show. You mentioned it back at the start several times. I have brought up Goof Troop when we've been looking at other cartoons, and they're there's a reason for that and i'm i'm pleased on re-watching it um because i haven't seen it for a while uh it's another one of those that hasn't really gone away for me um but it did become increasingly difficult to get hold of for a while um as you mentioned it's on disney life now and it's just had a new dvd release as well um right. so it, it did go away for a little while um but yeah I, i'm pleased um i knew i'd still love it going back to it but i'm pleased that you've gone back to it as well and i feel in a way vindicated um, for all of the, the times I've brought it up now. I wasn't just blowing hot air. Um, it, <laughs> that makes yeah, a change. for a change, yeah. Um, it genuinely is just, I mean, as you would expect anyway, it's another one of the Disney cartoons. Like, it is impeccably polished. The voice work yeah. is second to none. The animation is second to none. The pacing, the yeah. writing, everything about it is spot on, as you would expect. Um, it just, yeah. it's those little nuances, as, as you say, that, that they throw in there that a lesser cartoon would just sweep under the carpet because they'd be worried the character beat will get in the way of the story. But Goof Troop doesn't do yeah. that. They let father and son on both sides have their moment and they let Peg have a moment when needs be. And you know everybody yeah. gets those character beats so it, so you get so invested in them that thereby you, you're yes, even right. invested in the story again just like would happen in an actual live action sitcom yeah that's that's right and i think that um you know that that's a that's a credit to the way it was put together um and then and they've had a bit of fun with it as well i mean oh it's fucking it's hilarious like as you would expect because it's goofy like the slapstick here is absolutely on point like it is it, it is um i mean I, I, not before we even get to that i mean they, they've had some fun, some fun just with the way you know with what they've done with the characters so they like mentioned peg like pete pete's wife's yes. name is peg his daughter's name is pistol because he was pistoling pete at one point as well yeah yeah so they, they you know they've had a bit of fun with that like even um the town um it's named after one of the layout artists yes. michael spooner um so like you know they, they, they've gone ah oh, you know what well, it doesn't have to be, you know, very. It has to be straight. It doesn't have to be in the style of a sitcom. We can still make a bit of a mockery with it because we're Disney, and why the fuck not? And they've they've done that to to good effect, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And and like I said, be between all of these little nudge nudge wink winks, and you know, be between the heartfelt exchanges between the characters and the odd, genuinely funny verbal barb as well, there are a few. Yeah few little adult jokes thrown in there as well if you catch them they're few and far between as you'd expect but there are some in there um but between mm. all of that what you get in every episode <laughs> guaranteed is a good five to six minutes at least of of just goofy being goofy the kind of slapstick that you get in the shorts yeah. and it's you know just as walt would have called it in the day business um yeah and it's 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 again it's the stupid stuff like in the in the, the first episode everything's kind of goofy where 
they're driving the their U-Haul or whatever it is to their to their new place to to Spoonerville, and they're coming down the side of a mountain, and all of a sudden the car, you know, they're on the phone on a payphone beside the road, and the car starts rolling off of its own accord after about ten minutes of standing still, and then they end up chasing it. They end up running off a cliff trying to catch it, and end up falling hundreds of feet and landing back in the car, only for the car to then run onto a railway line, and it's it's no it's it's three stooges stuff. Yeah, but it's no, it's brilliant. Yeah, it, it's it's executed, you know, superbly. Like it does it, it, it does that. I think better than any of its contemporaries that we've looked at. It certainly does it better than the Nicktoons. Um, it just nailed it. Maybe Tiny Toons. I don't know. We haven't rewatched that yet, but maybe Tiny Toons kind of pulled that off. But in my memory, Tiny Toons again was a little bit more anarchic than this and 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 i think Um, that kind of slapstick doesn't work if you're looking for anarchy it only works if you're well if you're trying to play it straight if you're trying to play it straight yeah that is that is the only way that it works um but even um you you mentioned something there which, which jogged my memory um to the point of saying about story beats and execution you can spot when you watch it now and obviously it's without adverts you can spot the commercial breaks here very easily yeah and not just because it fades to black like it follows the classic TV trope. Before every oh, yeah. break, there is a cliffhanger. So, for yes. instance, you were on about the car running away. There is a break because they're about to fall off a cliff, and then when you cut back, you see them escape, falling off the cliff. Um, hmm. And they they use a classic TV act structure in that way. Yeah. Um, it's so polished. It really is so polished. And yes, some of that stuff is a little bit dopey and a little bit tropey now because. TV has moved on, um, but for its time, it worked, and it still works now. It just looks well, it, it stands up. It, it does, but I mean, no. You look at any sitcom; it's no. They're still they're, they're still using those same techniques. You know, it's it's not it's not a case of yeah, okay, things have evolved, and you know, television generally has become a bit more. I don't want to say sophisticated, because the wrong word, but it's 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 evolved to a stage where a lot of things think they're clever and they are. They 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 try to. Incorporate a lot of the thing, or they try to identify with and then rev- uh, subvert a lot of um, established theory. But you look at any sitcom, and the format is still there. The format is still the same, and you, you know you go back to sort of the you know stuff from the you know, even even back as far as uh, the honeymooners and stuff like that. They're still using the same things now, seventy years later. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, so the, so the fact that this uses it is no, it's no real surprise. And it just sort of, it adds into the fact. I mean. Um, on the so the wiki entry lists as an under genre it's listed as an animated sitcom. It definitely um, is that. That is the best description of it, isn't it? And just um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the animate it, it's it's listed as an animated sitcom, but animated sitcom is two links: one for animated cartoon and one for sitcom. So I was I was looking, I was hoping to click on it and find some other examples of what else they were calling an animated sitcom, because I don't think that at the time there was anything of this ilk really. Not, no, not there were things time. that came later. Yeah, there had been some before it, and there were definitely some after it. Um, yeah. And the ones after it, as we've discussed, weren't quite as good. I mean, I I believe, we'd have to check the dates, but I believe this kind of slightly predates Rocco and all of those. Yeah. Um, yes. I don't think massively, but yeah, they came. And then obviously before you had, as I mentioned, you had the Hanna-Barbera stuff. You had... Yeah. The Flintstones and, and the Jetsons and what have you. Um, I mean, you could even you could risk a comparison to The Simpsons here. Um, but, um, you, you could. I mean, I think this, The Simpsons, as, as as slapstick as it was, some especially the earlier ones, they were never this slapstick. No, but in terms of the the I mean, animated sitcom focusing on this this just all American neighborhood and family unit, yeah. That yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, share some voice talent as well. Um, yes, which don't they all? To be fair, but, yes, um, yeah. And I hadn't realised actually that, um, that quite so many of them were involved in this. I should have because no, looked at looked at all the other shows we've looked at, and they've all they, the same people pop up all the time. But I hadn't realised for whatever reason that uh, that they were quite so prominent. But we'll come on to that uh, later on. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure we will. Um, so, so yeah, I think animated sitcom. I, I still think, uh, not think. I, I, I think believe is probably the best way to put that because think suggests that it's just my opinion and and I know it's not just mine. Um, this is 
one of the best examples of the genre out there still today and we've had mm, several yeah. since but this stands this stands up there with the best i, I truly believe that yeah I'd, I'd say that's fair i mean i i've i've come into this fairly blind and i've come away going well, fucking hell, that's that's the next couple of weeks sorted i've got another 76 episodes to watch yeah i mean i um I, I've seen this, as I say, in, in passing over the years, but I've I've sat down to do a, a proper rewatch ready for this podcast. Um and I have rewatched more of this than I have anything else that we've done on this show, with the exception of Pokemon, which I'm still working on because I, I just haven't stopped rewatching <laughs> Pokemon since we started watching it. Um But other than that I have I've rewatched more of Goof Troop than anything because it's just an easy watch and a fucking good show <laughs> it really yeah. is yeah no I, I think that's uh, I think that's fair and I I tend to watch these things over, over lunchtime I put stuff on my iPad and then people sort of walk past my desk and what the fuck are you watching this week and this week um, so I did it today and somebody walked past my desk and what are you watching and I said what I was like oh I remember this I used to love this and so I took my headphones out and we watched it together there you go and that, that's a new one on me because normally they just start taking the piss and wander off um and yeah, it was just going, oh, well, turn it up, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a lesson with you. There you go. Like I said, it, low-key, it's it's the hero of this Disney afternoon. Um, <laughs> it, it, it really is, because it's the one... I think people remember DuckTales and Rescue Rangers in as much as they, they were big shows. If you say DuckTales, there'll be an association with the name. Uh, and yes. the same with Rescue Rangers, there'll be an association with the name. But perhaps they can't tell you too many specifics about the show. Like, for instance, yeah, if uh, you said DuckTales, I'm sure everybody could go, Scrooge, who are you and Louie? But how many people could go Magica Dispel or Launchpad? Hmm. And, you know, the same yeah. with, with Rescue Rangers. How many people are pulling out Monterey Jack, you know? Hmm. But Goof yeah. Troop... They, they might remember the mouse who likes cheese, but they wouldn't remember details. Yeah, we're, whereas Goof Troop, uh, you get Goofy and Pete at least. I reckon most people would also recognise Max. So Quite possibly. I mean, I think the, the, the thing with it as well is that... Um, DuckTales and um, Rescue Rangers were big set piece things. They were they were big, high, no, they were high action genre pieces that just happened to be animated, same as it, and have characters people knew. This you no, know, this kind of goes against that because it's I say it is low key. It's very, it's very naturalized. It's very no, it's very normalized, and it's people people won't remember it as much because it wasn't as grand. And I think that's probably doing a disservice. I, I think there's a but that, deeper that's, association. But that's why people will remember. Yeah, I, I think there's there's just a deeper association with it. I don't think you instantly, if you ask somebody to name a Disney cartoon, I, I don't hmm. think many people instantly go Goof Troop. But like you said, no. people walking past going, what is that? And as soon as you've said Goof Troop, it's triggered it. And they remember because yeah. they, they just would have had a deeper attachment to those characters for the reasons we talked about you know they put the character work in there they gave them their space to breathe um yeah and over the course of the show they grew as characters which is yeah. not that really wasn't being done in cartoons in the 90s let's be fair um no and I, I mean to be fair even outside of cartoons even in sitcoms that wasn't really the way you know the, the whole thing of a sitcom is that you have your status quo you have your 20 minutes of skullfuckery or whatever it is and then you back, you go back to position zero by the end of the episode so when the next episode rolls around it doesn't matter if you watch them in sequence or not 99 times out of 100 you can you can pick up any episode at any time and it will flow yeah it's only when you get into things you know, when you things like friends where you have this sort of relationship narratives whereby you need to know where you are in those just because of what's going to happen you you generally don't get it with sitcoms the whole point of sitcom is that you just start and finish and you dip in and out and it's all kind of the same and this doesn't do that so much i mean this this kind of tells a story whereby they move to a new town they start a new life and it takes you through the early early part of that yeah and, and as i say you know pj and, and max even though it's clear they're going to hit it off they have to work at that friendship a bit to begin with it takes yeah that's, you, that's takes right you five six episodes or so before they really like best birds because the dads are getting in the way and you know to start off with, Pete is—he's never a villain. He's 
you know, he's kind of the um, the Mister Wilson sort of character from the, the the Dennis cartoons. Yeah, like there will be entire episodes devoted to Pete where you you barely see the goofs. Um, so it's so it's yeah. unfair to call him a villain, but he certainly starts off as more villainous than he than he ends. Yeah, up. I mean, especially like, well, possibly not villainous. I mean, if you think of the, no. the first episodes, uh, he's kind of more self serving, I guess, than villainous. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. There's sort of thing that he wants. No, he he doesn't want him to move into the house because he wants to flatten it and build a fishing area or whatever it was. Um, yeah, he's more of an antagonist, of, I guess, than a villain. Yeah, no, it's not as if he's out to you no know, flatten an orphanage because he wants to sell the land. No, no, it's so it's it's that sort of thing. But again, it's it's no, it's, it's people's real no, uh, quote unquote real life conundrums. No, people always want to improve their station. People always want to gather material things, and that's just kind of how he was. And okay, he had a few nefarious schemes like putting um, um, like rumbling machines in the basement to make it seem like there was an earthquake going on and stuff like that. Which okay, you couldn't do that in real life, and you'd have to think of another way to do it if you wanted to portray that in a live action show. But it's not, it's not, it's not trying to trigger an actual earthquake to take over the world. It's just I don't want anyone to move into this house so I can make myself a golf course. You know, it's it's that sort of thing. It's it's again, it's it's low key. It's no, it's it's relatable. Yeah. Yeah, it is, um, and one of, one of the things that stuck out to me on this rewatch that this show does really well um, when I when we're talking there about saying oh he's he's not a villain and, and he's more of an antagonist. Um, in most cases, a story will revolve around the kids and the dads will be in there for some reason. Now and again, there's a, a Pete or a Goofy episode, but it's generally kind of centered around the kids and and the dad's reaction to them but even in those scenarios each one of those four core characters you know pete pj max and goofy they all have agency in the stories in in every story yeah. pete isn't just there purely as, as a functional story object to antagonize goofy he will have a very definite reason for doing what he's doing like you said with the earthquake machine he wants the house so he can build a fishing pond or whatever it is he has a reason for doing it it's not just i'm yeah. gonna do this because i'm a dick um max's harebrained schemes more often than not are there to help PJ achieve some sort of goal because PJ is less confident yeah. because of the way Pete is so overbearing with him. So yeah. so Max has agency in it there. PJ always is trying to prove himself to Pete. And then Goof is... <laughs> Goof's just the one in the middle trying to hold everything together every single episode. Obviously, he doesn't make a very good job of it because he's Goofy. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, he... he... To an extent, that's true. But again, by the end of it, it all comes up fine. Yeah. So you know, he he might make a hash of, he might execute it poorly, but actually, he achieves what he sets out to achieve. It just doesn't quite go according to plan. No. But there is always, no matter whose story it is on any given week, all of the others always have, if they're in it, you know, in some cases they're not in the episode, but every character in there has agency in that story. They're not just thrown in there for the sake of it. Um, there will be a B story involving them, and that's for a cartoon. That's pretty fucking good, because not many yeah. that I can think of would go to that extent. No, I mean that's that's pretty yeah, uh, that's pretty hardcore in the way they put that together. Um, one thing I can't remember actually, you might remember this, you might not. Um, obviously, the way it's set up, Goofy's a single father, he's raising Max on his own. Is there any mention of the mother? No, I don't think not there that is. I can remember. And I'm from what I've seen and from what I've read, I don't think there is. I think that's it's such a good thing because it would be so tempting to try and sort of shoehorn something in there. So the reason what and why he's not there, I think um, lesser shows would have probably tried to do that in the, in the interest of backstory. Yeah, and trying to you know trying to inform. And I think that it runs the risk of becoming it's you know, a bigger deal than it is. And I think that part of the endearing thing to this is that of, of the show is that it doesn't matter why she's not there; she's just not there. No, and and I and think they they're making the best of their life as no as as they yeah, can. Yeah, and I think part of that as well is Goofy is still what, however you slice it, Goofy is still a top tier Disney character, and yeah. to as I said, it's almost become accepted now that that Goof Troop is the canon version of Goofy's life. So to yeah. give him either a broken marriage or a dead wife. 
um, kind of takes you down a little bit of a dark path with that. You know, you would, yeah. in the same way that, you know, you would never hear about how Minnie suddenly died and Mickey's left a widower and is depressed and drinking a bottle at night. Um, that could be quite interesting. Though. It could be, but you're never going to see that, are you? <laughs> and it would certainly make yeah. Ghost Troop a very different show. I mean, for all, yeah, for all we've said about, about the nuance and about how it's about fathers and sons bonding, there really is, you know, that in there. Um, it's all done with a very light touch. You know, it, it yeah. this is very light-hearted, um, and, and so I think you you throw in a messy divorce or a, or a dead wife. Um, I mean, the temptation there as a writer is obviously to have had her die in some kind of freak DIY accident as a result mm. of Goofy's bodged electrics or something, uh, and so he has to live with the guilt and raise Max as a single father. But but that's a very different show. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's one I'd watch, but it's a very different show. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, I was just wondering because there have been shows where they've kind of gone down that route, and so they've tried to give this excessive backstory, which you know, I say it, it would be massively detrimental to what to the product you get. Um, so yeah, I just wonder because I haven't got through all the way through the end bit yet. I will. I mean, I will there's a there's a little bit of of Disney storytelling there as well. Um, in as much as I mean, Disney whatever you think of them as a studio really are masters at storytelling they are the absolute mm. pinnacle of the art as far as i'm concerned um and whilst we've said you know they'll have the character beats and, and they'll pause for it um they will definitely have been a discussion at some point of do we need to know who the wife is and the answer is yeah. no so we don't it's that simple it, it's just gonna slow your pacing down um and unless there was ever going to be an episode explaining who she is and what she can add, they'll just ditch her. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, it, it's good as well. I mean, it, the temptation would have been had that had that character been there or that backstory been there. There'd always been the temptation if she's alive to to bring her in at some point and add extra stress, extra uh, extra antagonism. Um, or if she is dead, then to, to try you know, to go back and. You know, this is who she was, and this is how she lived, and this is how she died. Um, and but the the over the overriding story here is that you've got a single father who does the best he can for his his family, especially his kid. And the kid, you know, the kid doesn't feel like he's missing out on anything. And again, I think that I mean this came about at a time where I mean certainly in the US, divorce rates were going through the roof. You know, it, was, it was skyrocketing because all of a sudden it was a lot easier to get a divorce. Mm. Um, and as you come, you know, coming out of the eighties into the early nineties, that were, there were a lot of quote unquote broken families. And again, this so this non-traditional family unit wasn't really represented on TV. Um, and when it was, you know, it was a case of it was always in a very Kramer versus Kramer sort of way, where the kids were pawns being fought over. And you know, you know I've got I've got you know, I've got a new dad on this side, so now my real dad buys me stuff to, to compensate. None of that. It's just a case of this kid has a father, a father who loves him. He doesn't know any different, and he has the time of his fucking life. Yeah, yeah, and and I think there's also. Like if you draw comparison to another, well, it's Pixar, not Disney. But if you draw comparison to say Finding Nemo, and you look at what having that dead mother does to the father-son yeah. narrative, obviously Marlin's a different character, but still, as a character, he's that much darker because of it, because he all of a sudden now has a tragic past. Um, yeah, and that just that wouldn't fly with with Goofy, and certainly not for the case no. of Goof Troop, you know. It just wouldn't feel right, I think. Yeah, and again, I think it's possibly the difference you'd have between doing it as a as a Disney cartoon with Goofy and doing it, um, doing it as as a light live action. Again, the temptation would have been there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I could be wrong. It it could be that she's mentioned, but I don't believe I, she ever is. I certainly yeah, can't remember. I, I, can't, I mean, so I've I've not seen enough to know, but I, I can't see anything in in what I'm right now where I'm reading either. About her, so I'm, I'm hoping that they've just kind of gone. You know what? He doesn't need a mother. There's no mother around. It's just yeah. I mean, fill in your own backstory, guys. I personally always believed that she left him, um, and they're good friends because <laughs> Goofy's a lovely man and would not hold a grudge. Um, but he'd, he'd also, let's be honest, be an absolute fucking nightmare to live with. Um, 
So, I, I yeah, I think that's possibly that yeah. I kind of figure that she just up and left one day. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But there you go. I say bring your own backstory. I, 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 I don't. I generally think it doesn't need it. I think it, it does. It survives better without. Yeah, it. I, I don't need to know who she is. Max certainly never questions who she is. Um, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe in five years' time, there'll be you know goofy movie the third or whatever and we get to meet her maybe goofette or whatever her name's gonna be <laughs> maybe um so yeah um yeah not moving on from there i'm sorry not to go with that um what I'm, I'm doing some reading and I'm, I'm reading between the lines and i may well be wrong on this but i think one of the reasons they decided to um move max along into by the time you got to the two movies and adrian was that um dana hill died um, in 1996, she had a stroke. Um, so it may have been a case that they weren't able to use her. She wasn't well enough to, to carry on. So they, rather than trying to recast and get somebody who sounded like her, they, they took a decision to, to develop the character and move them on. I, I don't know if that was the primary reason. I mean, certainly I, in animation, people change voices quite yeah. regular. Um, but it, it would certainly make sense. That was one of the reasons. Um, for whatever reason, they decided to do it. It was a bold move because you don't very often see people age in animation um but it's one that works again it adds a level of connection to those characters because as i got older so So did max yeah Yeah. and and, you know it got to the point where i was substantially older than max because he wasn't aging at at human rate um but still he wasn't the little kid that i watched on tv anymore that when i was a little kid he was grown up you know and and there's something there's something. This is going to sound really fucking sad. I'm aware of this, but th- there is something quite heartening when the first time you watch Twice Upon a Christmas and he brings a girl home and he's like, ah, oh, he's all grown up and he's got a girlfriend. <laughs> and it, there's just something quite sweet about that, you know? Yeah, no, I've not seen that for a good number of years, so I can't remember. But, um, I, I've definitely seen it, but I just can't remember. It, it's good um on a completely side note uh, mickey's once upon a christmas and mickey's twice upon a christmas both very good once upon a christmas is far better though because twice upon a christmas relies on really uncanny valley cgi animation for a lot of things but right. still good yeah yeah there's my film yeah. recommendation for this week there you go maybe come christmas we'll have a look at uh, we can have a look at some of those uh yeah well we need a christmas special this year so, so yeah um Yes, we talked about the cast earlier on. Um, again, very you know, very stable Disney. Jim Cummings, uh, Rob Paulson, Nancy Cartwright, Tress McNeil. Bill Farmer, obviously. Uh, Bill Farmer. Um, um, yeah. Goes without saying. It's goofy, yeah. so... Yeah. Well, that's why I wasn't saying it, but there you go, PP2. Yeah. Um, and then, quite, you know, um, again, it's, it's the usual suspects in terms of, in terms of uh, additional cast as well. So, do, so you've got the, the main cast doing secondary characters, um, then you've got a lot of cameos as well. Um, Charlie Adler, Joe Piscopo. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's just another one of these where you, the more we look at these shows, we sort of spot these of these people popping out left, right and centre. But um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's quite nice to see everything gets work. Um, I mean, animation and, and especially um, the, the vocal talent side of animation as you get older and start to look into this is, is mind-blowing. It really is. When you... At, when you start to wrap your head around just how many voices these people can yeah. do and realize, you know, just how many of the characters you loved were played by the same person. Yeah. It is absolutely mind blowing. Um, but I mean, it it, it's something we see every, every episode here now. So I, I think perhaps we're a little jaded to it, but maybe, but I mean, it's, it's always, it always interests me as well, because I mean, there, there, there are ways it's done. There's certain schools. I mean, we've talked about before whereby, Sometimes they were in the same room together. Sometimes they weren't in the same room together um, with with other actors. Then sometimes if they're doing different characters in in a conversation with themselves, they'll have you no. Know, they'll do split takes and then you get the sort of Seth MacFarlane route where he has a conversation with you know with four of his characters going on at the same fucking time. So I mean, it, it's it's always interesting when you do get the same actors involved, um, just because it's, there's such a different uh, a different way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I believe the Disney method would have been more singularly recording, but I, I could be wrong. I'd, um, I'd imagine so, but uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, possibly. Um, but yeah, the the 
voice cast is is stellar uh, as you would expect from it's i don't think it was by any stretch the most expensive of these shows um but no, you, I, th- I think you that can was, see uh... that it's clearly got the disney shine um yeah definitely but i mean it's it's quite funny because like you think of um I said they spent a lot of money on DuckTales and then because that was successful they spent even more on Rescue Rangers you look at this and it doesn't look because it looks so you know, quote unquote normal it doesn't have you know, it doesn't have the same sort of big, you know, big field I mean you, you could quite easily imagine a Rescue Rangers or a, you know, DuckTales going to the cinema and having this massive you know, these massive production values where you know, this very much looks like a TV show so the fact that this got a cinematic release uh, of a movie it's because the way it looks is quite surprising, I think. But no, it's it's still a lot. No, the quality of it is still far greater than most things that pop up. Yeah, um, uh, at the same sort of time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not. The, the the colors seem a bit more muted. They seem again, everything seems it just seems a bit less spectacular and a bit less um, extravagant, and it seems a bit more normal. And like for me, that's a huge part of the appeal. And it's why that. No, we, we watch Rescue Rangers, we watch um, Gummy Bears, we watch DuckTales. This is the one I'm going, oh, I want to see more of this. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, um, I, I said in both the DuckTales and Rescue Rangers episodes um, that I thoroughly enjoyed watching them and was going to watch more, and I did. You know, I completed the, the box sets yeah. that I had. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I can see myself just carrying on watching this all the way through as I'm doing with with Pokemon. Um, it's it's yeah. excellent, and as I have done in the past, I have seen this thing through a couple of times. And again, it's what seventy odd episodes. Seventy eight. It's it's not that long, really. Uh, no, it's seventy eight like episodes. Twenty two minutes. minutes at a clip. Yeah, it's not a yeah. huge. So again, it's not it, it, it's it's standard US sitcom time. You know, by the time you put your ad breaks in. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's bizarre actually the way you're talking about the episodes and the way they laid out. Um, I'm I'm hoping uh, it's either the wiki page has got it slightly wrong, or it was done in really a, a bar backwards way. But um, what's class of season one? So the sixty five syndicated episodes of season one aired between September 5th and December 4th, 1992, which kind of stands to reason. It's three months, so you get that across. Season two, which was only 13 episodes, I think they aired on a Saturday morning on ABC as opposed to uh, being part of the Disney uh, the, the afternoon block because they ran from September 12th, ninety two to December 5th. So I'm thinking they kind of just went, oh, well, we've got this second batch which we needed to get in syndication, which kind of chucked those on separately and class them as a different series. But quite difficult to work out where the line where comes. Where the line comes, yeah. That is, I mean, I, I just tend to think of the whole thing as one long show. If I'm honest. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was probably the case as well. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just find it a bit, uh, a bit strange. So it was, hang on, originally ninety one, and then second season was what did you say? No, they were both ninety two. So um, season season one, September fifth, ninety two to December fourth, ninety two. Season two, September twelfth, ninety two to December fifth, ninety two. When did Eisner take control of ABC? Round about then. So, but it yeah, I mean it 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 did roll out. Um, they did have two separate screeners. You had the, the main block was the Disney afternoon, um, and then let's say you had the um, the, the Saturday mornings on ABC. So that was probably the way they did it. That's probably why you've got two sets. Because I mean, looking at it on paper, you assume that some that whoever's done the uh, done the data news got it wrong. Yeah. But when you when you read about it, they, they had two very two different broadcast blocks. Uh, Disney didn't acquire ABC until '96. All oh, right. Okay. So. Before that. So yeah. Okay. That's not to say it, it wasn't on ABC because they would have sold. sold yeah, it was rights. definitely on ABC, but uh, yeah, it just wouldn't have been uh, wouldn't have been Disney's ABC. Mm. Um, so there you go. Oh, there you go. It's 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 here. So um, the series aired on Disney Afternoon Block, syndicated anime between ninety two and ninety three, uh, concurrent with the Disney Afternoon Show. Another thirteen episodes aired on Saturday mornings on ABC in ninety two. Yeah, there you go. And then they started reruns in ninety six on Toon Disney. I mean, so yeah, so it's just interesting. Like, I mean, it, I, I find such strange things interesting, but I, I found that quite uh, quite strange and quite difficult to get my head around until I read that bit. Yeah, yeah, that is a bit odd. Um, just just as an aside, um, not only is Goof Troop, I think, the best of these shows, it also had the best game, and I just want to throw that in there as well, because the <laughs> SNES 
Goof Troop game that Capcom put out was one of my fucking favourite games as a kid. Um, yeah, now I remember the game. I don't remember playing it, but a friend of mine had it, and I remember watching him playing it at one point. Um, and then we got fucked up to play something else. It was two player. Um, but I remember seeing um, seeing that and thinking, oh, that was quite good. Yeah, it, it's fucking excellent. It's essentially um, Zelda for kids. Um, it's, mm. it's a very easy top-down adventure game. Um, but it was also asynchronous co-op as well. So one person could play Max and one person could play Goofy and you were on the same screen and you, you yeah. just worked together to do puzzle. It was great. You each, you each had your own items and things. You know, you didn't have to ship, but you had to work together, which at the time was really fucking rare as well. Yeah. Because, you know, you played and, Mario and when Brothers, it did happen, you it was... played Mario until he died and then someone played Luigi and, and so on. Yeah, but not only that, I mean, it was... Um... When you did have co-op games, they were done very badly. Yeah, uh, it's Goof Troop is fucking excellent. I still own it. I still play it. It's a great game. So, <laughs> besides seeking out the cartoon, if anybody out there has an interest in games as well, Goof Troop on the Super Nintendo is fucking excellent, and you really should track it down. Well, there you go. That's a ringing endorsement. Yeah. Um, just, uh, just uh, looking at this. Um, reading ahead, it talks about on the wiki page about um, VOD availability. Um, it says it's available on the wiki page, it says it's available on Amazon Video, so that's not the case anymore because Disney pulled all their stuff um, from Amazon and Netflix to when they launched Disney Life. Um, so it is on Disney Life, as I said uh, earlier on. Um, when it was on Amazon, there was an episode that wasn't um, that wasn't included. Nobody knows why. Not somebody probably knows why, but it's, it's never been documented as to why. But the episode Counterfeit Goof uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't included. It is on the Disney Life uh, version, so I'm going to try and watch that next to see why it was. Uh, if I can work out why it wasn't included. I had no idea there was like a banned episode or anything. That's interesting. No, I mean, but it it, it, it aired. There's no, there's nothing to say it didn't air, and I'll probably find the air date of it actually. But uh, yeah, for whatever reason, it just it just wasn't included uh, on the on the stream on the streaming service. How strange. That's bizarre. Mm. Um, Right, okay. So I mean, we talked about um, the legacy of it, how the characters pop up later on. We talked about the, the movies. Um, translated into let's see, three, four, six, seven, ten languages. Um, the best one is uh, for me is it's, uh, the Italian translation. It was called Echo Pippo. What? Echo Pippo? Echo Pippo. E-C-C-O-P-I-P-P-O. With an exclamation mark after it. Yeah. In German, it was called Goofy und Max. Oh, that's just, yeah, straight to the point. <laughs> well um, done, Germans, yeah. you fun-loving, crazy guys. <laughs> Goofy und Max. In, in Danish, it was Max og Mule, which translates to Max and Goofy. France would have been something is... dingo, surely. Yes, it's Le Banda, Le Banda Dingo. Yeah, because Goofy's dingo in France. Disneyland Paris has taught yeah. me that much. Yeah, in Norwegian... Actually, so the Norwegian was Langbein Ogson, which is Goofy and Son. And in Swedish, actually, which I think is my favourite translation, but not the favourite word and uh, phrasing, it's Langbein Galna Gang, or Goofy's Crazy Gang. <laughs> Goofy's Crazy somebody was on, Gang. Somebody was on something fucking crazy when they thought of that, I tell you. I think this is a new feature for this show, listeners. I think this we now have Mark reads out the foreign titles every week. <laughs> Just so I can listen to him struggle. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to try the Russian because I've done it. Oh, go for it! No, it's it's characters. I can't. They can't actually make up any letters. Fair enough. But, uh, I'll uh, I'll skip that one until I learn Russian. Yeah, it, it does amaze me though because it's just something I picked up in in Disneyland Paris. Is I, I know Goofy's Dingo, for instance, and Chip and Dale are Tick and Tack. Um, yeah. Fucking character names are character names. You don't translate them. What? I know, what the it's fuck? Weird, isn't it? Like Coca Cola's Coca Cola. What? Why is Goofy Dingo? I don't, I don't understand. No, I have no idea. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, but for whatever reason, when they translate out of English, they decide they can't use the character names. I don't know. Hmm. You never know. Maybe Goofy means something different in French. Uh, it could be. Could be actually. And it, and it, or it could just be that they wanted to get the closest thing they could to the characteristic Goofy rather than the name Goofy. I guess. Yeah, maybe. That still doesn't explain maybe. Chip and Dale being. Tick and tack, but 
Well, maybe Chip means cock or something like that. Don't know. Pass. Yeah, if you speak French, let us know. Uh, yeah, please do. I, I am interested to know. Yeah, I'd rather not fill my uh, Google search, my Google history with uh, translations of the word cock. Uh, there's not probably today, anyway. worse in my Google history, to be fair, so I could take a stab at it, but um, yeah. Yeah, mine too, actually, thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So yeah, so that's that's Goof Troop for me. I mean, I, I've i come at this completely blind. Wasn't really expecting a great deal. I, I was expecting it to be all right because you know, it's Disney and... I said, no, we've, we've talked about it a few times, and it was, gonna, it was always going to be all right, but I've come at it going, I really want to watch the rest of the show. I don't care that I've got another 76 episodes to watch. I'm going to fucking watch it. Yeah, it's... I mean, I, I have banged on about this show for the last... What episode are we on here? 50-some-odd? 40-some-odd? 40-odd. So I've, I've been like banging that. on about this for 40-odd episodes now. Um, I was thrilled when I found out it was time to do Goof Troop. Um... I thoroughly enjoyed rewatching it. I will thoroughly enjoy watching more of it. It is a seriously high quality cartoon. Um, it is an excellent sitcom, and it's got Goofy in it. What more do you want? Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, what well, I'm, more I'm not entirely. The only thing I'm not entirely sold on is the uh, the theme. Oh, I like the theme. I have been. I like it, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the theme, but. Again, it kind of they try to make it too early nineties sort of friendly rap. Yeah, but then there there is that element to Max's character as well. He's like totally rad, dude, and yeah, cowabunga and all of that. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, look, that is that is one. Didn't win any prizes. That that is one thing. If you want to level anything at this show, to be fair, and I I think it's okay because it's of its time, but it is dated. It is very nineties really really yes. fucking 90s um i grew up in the 90s so i don't care yeah it, it's 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 not bad it just i say it doesn't age well um, and that was the one thing i remember thinking yeah, yeah i'm not quite sure about that but but only um, in in terms of only in bits yeah, only in terms of its language and some of the technology that they seem to use and stuff like that the show itself yeah, so... and the stories still work and are still relevant it hasn't aged yeah. in that way yeah and like, don't get me wrong, the the, the theme itself, the, the the song bits are fine. It's where you've got like the uh, the fake scratch, no, the fake record scratching and stuff like that. Oh That's yeah, the, at the start, yeah. But I mean, Tailspin did that as well, and oh, yeah, it pissed me off. Then, yeah, and the Tailspin theme is not as good as this, I don't think. Um, no. And that's the best no, thing about that show. So, <laughs> I, this this is one yeah. of those themes. Like, look, we don't we don't get the story recited in the theme which you know i'm a big fan of that i love getting all the setup in the theme so we lose that um but we do get an insanely catchy chorus which is the other thing that a really good theme needs you do um but i mean you, you don't get the um you don't get the, the exposition in the theme song but what you do get is a great sense of character oh yeah definitely. just through the visuals you get definitely um, and the way it's set up no, the way it's set up they set up max and goofy and pj perfectly yeah they do, and and that that chorus uh, is fucking catchy. Yeah, it is, and like, and guaranteed by the time we get to the end of this, no, you get to the end of listening to this, it'll be back in your head, and you'll you'll be going through it again. So yeah, I I won't sing it because that'll spoil it for everybody. But uh, yeah, it was good. So that was the one thing that does it. It didn't let it down, but that was the one thing that wasn't as good as the rest of it. I, I, think. I think to be fair but, as well, when you look at especially the the Disney afternoon block, uh, it's got some fucking strong competition. As far as theme tunes go, yes, I, I love this theme yeah. tune, but it's not Rescue Rangers or Ducktales. You know, those no. are the creme de la creme. So yeah, yeah, but it's it's good. No, it's a good fair. theme. It's it's not it's it's not gonna make our top ten theme tunes list, but it's good. Yeah, it's good. So, well, you never know. Maybe it'd be a rank outsider. Maybe we get some, maybe if we can get some guests on to to defend some uh, some of the theme tunes, maybe we'll find one for this. Yeah, I I mean I'll happily <laughs> come into its defence, but I also know, as I say, that it's not Rescue Rangers or or Ducktales, yeah, and it's certainly it not win, Ulysses, is it? Is it? So... No, but very little is. To yeah, be fair. very true. Yeah, very true. But yes, I mean that's that's Goof Troop in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, but and I'll be very interested to uh, hear other people's recollections of it and other people's opinions on it. Um, you can get in touch with us uh, at, on Facebook uh, at the Dublin Podcast Network. 
you can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, uh, where you'll find um, our previous episodes, some of our other shows, and uh, coming soon, our new show, Game of Moans, where we uh, dissect and bitch about Game of Thrones quite a lot. Um, but yeah, so please get in touch. Um, you can also find us at SMPDpod. Um, let us know what you think. Any shows that you think we, we might want to rewatch, watch um, or be, uh, you want to listen to, let us know. Until next time. See you later.